0: We'll just let all the gears and cogs wind in as we go live to LinkedIn, to Facebook, to Twitter, to to YouTube, and also onto our uh, podcast, as that's all happening. Simon, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Hope you're all doing
1: well. So, so, Simon, just give yourself a quick introduction, please. Hi, great. So, um, yeah. Hello, everyone. I'm Simon Derek. Some people know me as Denzel, and I am head of sustainability at Blue Skies.
0: And uh, we've got a big new initiative launched that we're assisting Blue Skies and Simon launched today. Simon, drum roll, what is the new initiative called, please?
1: So it's called, it's written just behind you. It's called Fresh Pack, the Fresh Produce Impact Hub. And it's a new initiative that we have very recently uh, launched. um, And we're looking to work with uh, different stakeholders across the whole industry to uh try and find solutions to the problem of plastics so yeah i can join me to go into a bit more detail
0: not, not just yet. So it's a hugely topical um, subject. And what I wanted to do before we bring in our three experts, because we, we've got three, I'm going to just say it's I mean world leading experts in this uh, in this sector, especially yep. on a UK basis. Just want to give a bit more of a, of a background uh, for everyone who's dialed in either live or listening on to the the podcast. Because one thing I do find about the Blue Skies business, the amazing Blue Skies business, is how modest they are. Um, And we interviewed um, Anthony Pyle, MBE founder, um, Simon, when was that, it was about 18 months ago, but it was one of the most watched um, interviews that, that we've done. And, and Blue Skies has been in existence for 24, 25 years. If you want to get a better understanding of the Blue Skies, you need to listen to that interview with uh, with Anthony. As Anthony stated, they, they sort of set up Blue Skies as a social enterprise before social enterprises it, it even happened. So with a site in the, the UK, site in Ghana, site in Benin, site in Egypt, site in South Africa, site in uh, Brazil, um, just, just the G- Ghanaian business is amazing, Simon, isn't it, that you're the largest private employer in Ghana with an ecosystem of some 30,000, 40,000 people hanging off the, off the business. And I, I'm really keen to, for, for Blue Skies be, to be promoted, not just as a commercial entity, but the good that they do. So let me just go through um, the, the, the notes about Fresh Pack so we can just set this, uh, this, this up properly, set up the foundation. So the hugely regarded Blue Skies business has teamed up with Waitrose at the University of Northampton Centre for Sustainable Business Practices to launch an industry research and development hub to find groundbreaking solutions to sustainability challenges with an initial focus on plastics. So again, Blue Skies doesn't have to do this, just constantly stepping up to the mark, looking to create this positive change in in the sectors. The Fresh Produce Impact Hub, known as Fresh Pact, will collaborate with retailers, manufacturers um, and agribusinesses operating within food supply chains rooted in developing um, our emerging economies to identify shared high-priority social and environmental challenges. Fresh Pact has been implemented by Blue Skies, as we know, and supported by Waitrose, which has been awarded a UK aid grant to develop the operating model and launch three challenge funds to find solutions to problem plastics found in agriculture, mulch, workwear and packaging and we want you all to join with uh, with blue skies on that basis simon anything else to add to that please
1: no i think you've said uh, it, it all max that's ex- exactly what we're looking for you know we've we've set up this ha- this this hub because we understand that you know we need we can't sort of find the solutions to these huge problems by ourselves uh, we need to work together with others it's all about collaboration um you know we don't have a multi-million pound r d budget um so we're looking to to, to help Uh, we're looking for this help through this grant we want to set up uh, a co-funding model uh, with this uh, for this hub and obviously to work with uh, other stakeholders in the industry other fresh produce companies uh, other retailers to 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 identify as you said those shared challenges that we go and find uh, find the right solutions and we're looking to 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 to, uh, particularly for solutions around um you know packaging agricultural mulch uh, and workwear, as 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 you said uh, and you know looking to find out from all those different stakeholders out there, uh, what, what should we be considering? What should we be looking out for in the solutions? What criteria should we be setting um, so that we can really uh, set a really firm, detailed and um, uh, a clear brief uh, to, to stand the best chance of finding uh, those groundbreaking solutions that we're looking for?
0: Fantastic. And what we're going to do now is we're just going to bring in our, our three experts. So Jim, Caroline, Ian, if you could all, all come in. Um, and just so you know what the agenda of this brief broadcast is going to be, uh, we're just going to have a, a deep dive interview with each of our experts to get their view <laughs> on what this sector needs to do and, and why we should hopefully endorse the lights of Fresh Pack. And then at the end, we're going to have a Q&A session. So if you've got any questions for Simon um, or any, any of our experts, uh, please feel free to put them in the question box or WhatsApp me or stick them on the live social feeds. So I'm just going to get everyone to just briefly introduce themselves. Jim, you first. Could you introduce yourself to the UK and to the world, please?
2: Yes, Max. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Jim Jeffcoat. I'm Director at uh, Hiddle Tree Associates. Uh, my background is in both in retail and on the supply side. So I started off in ASDA in the late eighties, then moved into the supply base with um, Visa UK and Del Monte, and then slowly moved back into retail through IPL, and then with ASDA, and then uh, to Walmart's uh, latterly before um, setting up Per uh, Hurdle Tree Associates. Right,
0: and, and Jim is is. Known uh, on on a global basis on a, on this this technical aspect, so that's why we're very very blessed to have got Jim, and uh, we're, we're going to lose Jim short, shortly after his uh, interview because he's got off onto another international call. Would you believe, Caroline? Over to you, please. Could you introduce it? Not like not that like you need introducing, Caroline, but <laughs> could you introduce yourself and Leaf, please, to
3: the world? Sure. Yes, and and thank you. And uh, so my name is Caroline Drummond. I'm the Chief Executive of Leaf, Linking Environment and Farming. An organization that i've been running for the last uh 30 years since it started very much about driving practical solutions for more sustainable agriculture right through not only sort of on the ground with farmers but also in the marketplace so uh really proud that blue skies is one of our one of our very first leaf mark growers as wow. well but that really clearly demonstrates as was obviously the launch of fresh Pact as well their commitment towards delivering more sustainable agriculture and finding solutions against a continually changing background of climate change and other political and physical challenges that we face as a farming sector.
0: Caroline, thank you. And we'll get into it when we do our our, our brief interview, because we want a quick catch up with yourself as to, to Leaf, because you've had some amazing news with uh, some of the alliances that you've got with some major retailers. So we want to find out where, where Leaf is going next and how the likes of Blue Skies and Fresh Pack may be able to, to work with you, collaborate to, to create that success. So, so Caroline, thank you for, for being on. Um, and Ian, over to you, Ian. Now, now, we were joking in the in the green room that Ian claims he's in Yorkshire today.
4: We're not too sure. Uh, but Ian, over to you to introduce yourself, please, to, to the UK and to the world. Yes, definitely uh, on the Penn today, as you can see behind me with the beautiful grapes growing. So um, it is a true picture. Um, thro- so my background is packaging. I've been in packaging for 40 years, uh, trained as a packaging technologist in the co-op, that wonderful organisation. And it was then the biggest grower of uh, vegetables. It had its own green grocery then in those days and 100 manufacturing factories. And I worked in most of them. I then went on to buying vegetables, would you believe? Um, at at the co-op before I moved to Iceland and started the Iceland-owned label brand all those days back in 1984. Um, Was there for 10 years and funny enough, went back again when the MD brought me back in 2013 and I was due to retire. And uh, it was all going well until sustainability came along. And uh, then they wanted me to do loads more work and here I am, I'm now working for several companies including Blue Sky supporting them and many others. Um, And I can't retire, it's impossible. Excellent. Yeah, and, and
0: Simon, what's so great to have the the likes of um, uh, Ian in on and Jim and Caroline to, to have that diverse range of expertise for this uh, for this broadcast so to to to
1: look to launch Fresh, fresh Pack. Um, so, Simon, anything from you before we quickly dive into our uh, into our interviews? No, no, nothing more from me. I, I think you know we're we're really. Honoured to have such uh, such experts um, on this uh, on this broadcast today, and yet really interested to sort of hear what they've got to say about what we need to be looking out for when looking for for, for the solutions to these problems around plastics.
0: Okay, but Simon, so just to to drive this uh, particular nail home, the purpose of this broadcast, the purpose of you setting up Fresh Pact, is what. What do you need from us? What do you need from the audience, Uh, Darden Live or on record? What do you want from us, Simon?
1: So phase one. So this is the phase we're in now. As I said, we're setting up this operating model um, to be able to launch some challenge funds in April. So this is when we kind of put out a call for solutions to the world to say, you know, this is these are the problems. These are the the, 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 these this is the kind of solutions that we're looking for. We want to really clearly define those challenge briefs. So what we're looking for from you know, everyone uh, on this call today, including the, uh, our, our, our speakers, but also anyone that wants to leave a comment or go to our website, by the way, it's at with 2 psorg is... Uh, Uh, ideas uh, and considerations that we need to bear in mind uh, when we're setting the criteria. It might be technical considerations, it might be commercial considerations, it might be looking at kind of wider environmental and social impacts as well. Um, So what what do we need to be uh, thinking about? Uh, We've got a, a, a workshop Uh, Next week, and and we've got several activities that enable us to develop these briefs. So really, it's it's part of a consultation exercise in a sense. We just want to hear from you. Uh, We want to get a a, a, a bit of a direction uh, in terms of what we need to be considering. Excellent. Simon,
0: thank you. Simon, could you just turn off your video? Caroline, could you just turn off your video um as we go live with uh, with, with Jim? So just cautious that uh, Jim's got a, a hard stop and he needs to get on to his other international call because as I said, he's so so busy. So Jim, you spend a, a lot of time in retail and the supply base. And I do I do admire individuals like you who've got that understanding of, of retail and, and supply because it's so so unique for you and, and for the for the sector. Plastic, do you feel that there's too much plastic getting into customers' trolleys uh, via fresh produce? Are we using too much plastic in fresh produce, Jim?
2: Yeah, I I dare say you're looking for an answer that's a bit longer than just yes, Max. Um, Yeah, I think if you look not only at the obvious part, which is the the packaging that you see on the product, you you look back through the whole supply chain and uh, the use of packaging uh, right the way through supply chain, you think about shrink wrapping on pallets uh, you go further back. Um, uh, Simon's already mentioned things like mulches. There's plastic tunnels. Um, you um, um, and also uh, Simon, I think, mentioned as well. Look at PPE in production areas. So things like plastic aprons and, and plastic gloves. So it is it it is more than just the um, just the 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 visible packaging that you see on the product. Uh, I would also say that, uh, yes, there is an obvious need to uh, reduce the amount of packaging, but the one thing I think that we need to be really careful of is the law of unintended consequences kicking in.
0: And just, just uh, help me in that, that respect. Can you give, give, me, give direct examples of that? What, what do you mean, please, Jim? Yeah, well, uh, as an illustration,
2: um, when I was with IPL and Asda, I, I can't remember the exact year, it's something like 2007, 2008, one of their stores up in the Manchester area did a trial on uh, just, I think it was for about three months, they trialled just selling loose produce. And um, the, the results of that trial, the summary of the results of the trial was that uh, the quality perception of the product went shooting up but unfortunately so did food weight, the actual waste uh, the product waste went shooting up as well and um sales went shooting down so you know we have to look at what the role of of packaging is um in in relation to the product and particularly in produce you you have the 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 packaging is protecting the product not only from physical damage but also from things like dehydration. And then when you take into account MAP, then there's the chance of things like bag salads without MAP, then uh, they wouldn't have a viable life to be able to sell in to sell in retail. And the example that's always trotted out is the good old overwrap on cucumbers.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, you look at what would happen to cucumber sales and cucumber life if if that overwrap was was to be um, was to be taken off. Uh, but I think one of the things, uh, you know, that needs to be targeted on product is where plastic and packaging is, is just used for cosmetic reasons.
0: Absolutely. So, so Jim, on, on that basis, where do you see the, the biggest wins are going to be in the, in the short to long term in reducing plastic and fresh produce?
2: Well, well, first of all, I think uh, initiatives like Fresh Pact, where we're getting very much a collaborative approach in the industry, is very much the way to go. I see with a lot of sustainability projects um, and initiatives that are out there, they tend to get uh, very, let's say, academic and uh, a lot of research goes in and a lot of data is put in um, and a number of different models come out out onto the market. But the problem is with a lot of these, they're setting the bar quite high for uh, the vast majority of uh, suppliers and supply chains to get over. And I very much think that a collaborative approach that Fresh Pact is putting forward um, will make the whole project a lot more uh, practical and therefore will um, we'll get much wider engagement. And I think that looking at the, um, what is on the product and in the supply chain, it's a matter of almost a cost benefit analysis what is the cost in plastic in, in being applied to a product versus the benefit in either increasing sales or increasing product life and reducing things like food, um, food wastage. And I think one area that quite often gets overlooked is the inefficient use of plastic in the supply chain. So where you have, you know, there are, in, in retail supply chains, there's a lot of packaging write-off. And this is caused by things where there are very specific packaging for individual products and when from a marketing viewpoint that is changed or when you come to an end of a season then quite often a large a significant tonnage of of packaging and plastic pack- packaging gets written off if there was a more generic use of of plastics uh, in the product range and uh, a more uh, flexible approach to using packaging to minimize write-offs then I think there'd be a lot of saving in plastics yes. in that area.
0: Jim, just stay there. Oh, Caroline, can you come in, please? So, so Jim, not trying to lead you, lead the witness, are, are you quite positive that the, the the likes of the creation of Fresh Pact is gonna be beneficial to the sector, but we but we all need to collaborate to, to make it? Absolutely,
2: um, absolutely. the uh, initiatives like this, whether it's to do with plastics, whether it's to do with carbon, whether it's to do with water usage, water footprints, carbon, co- the, the more collaboration we can get across the industry. so. Uh, the vast majority of the supply chains can get engaged is hugely important because there's no benefit if only five percent of the supply chain is engaged.
0: Absolutely, and one thing that I want to avoid, and one reason why we're we're keen to be aligned to Blue Skies and uh, and Simon with this, is that we've all sat in and- so many meetings over the years which have you could nominate as being just butt talking shops. And and this is such an important subject that we need to see a, a difference, a change being being happened. And hence why we, we've looked to call yourself, Caroline and Ian on to 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 look to not not endorse, but just get your understanding as to why. The likes of Fresh Pact is, is so so important to us. Um, Jim, anything to, to just wrap up with from, from you before you go on your other, other international call? I think this is a, a hugely
2: exciting initiative and I think, um, you know, initiatives like Fresh Pact are, are exactly the
0: way to go. Excellent. Jim, thank you very much. And give our regards to the Chileans or, or whoever it is you're talking to this <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, thanks a lot, Max. Thanks all. Thank you, Jim. Um, Caroline, come on, we're going to use this a uh, little segment because we want to show off about LEAF. We, I spent all all my time showing off about blue skies and now now fresh back. Leaf, tell us where, well, let's start from from the beginning, a little potted history. How was leaf formed? Where is it today? Where is it going in the future? Why we should hold your your hand and and all of your colleagues' hands figuratively?
3: So it it started in June 91, uh, part of a pan-European network, and very much to reposition agriculture in the minds of the general public, but framed around the fact that the public aren't going to obviously support farming and farmers and growers unless they understand that actually there's good farming systems to support so kind of uh, through the years and to fast track where we are now over that time we've moved from not only having demonstration farms to engage and drive the peer-to-peer learning and that's really important and and this initiative as well you know it, it's. To scale up and to really accelerate the change that's needed around plastics and around the up, increased in uptake of sustainability, it needs to be through collaboration. And then obviously, uh, Leafmark has been a very strong driver of that. Uh, initially, uh, Waitrose have been, there were many other retailers sitting around the table, many who are kind of rest in peace as retailers, uh, originally uh, back in 1999. To where we are now so waiters have been hugely committed both in the uk and and indeed on a global basis uh but in september last year uh tesco um have taken their decision that uh, actually they want to see all their fresh produce uk by the end wow. of this year and global by the end of 2024 as leafmark certified so that's a it's wow. a big driver and so we're very excited we are we are a global standard. We build on Red Tractor in the UK and, and Global Gap as a core standard for food safety uh, on a global basis. And now we are embarking on that wonderful and exciting journey, but it is the sort of the ambassadors and those, those real highlight, the, you know, the, the, tr- the sort of the lighthouse businesses, like Blue Skies that are so inspiring. Uh, for other businesses to to really support the driving of the change,
0: and I can't emphasise enough, there's some there's some, there's just some people in the world that do good, and and everyone Caroline and her colleagues are, are, are one of the, those sets of people. Whether it be everything that they've accomplished on a retail side, but in the UK uh, we we have this uh, great thing called Leaf Open Sunday, and I've got all my farming mates involved with this and they mm-hmm. they love it. Uh, Caroline, just just sell. Leaf, open open Sunday for us, please.
3: Yes. So this all started from uh, obviously things like foot and mouth, where the industry was closed off. And so we did a lot of communication training for farmers to because it, we have a very complicated language in agriculture. And sometimes it's really important to try and condense that down. And that's what, you know, you're brilliant at doing that, Max. And from that speak out training we did with farmers, one of our farmers came back in Ian Piggott from doing his Nuffield and said, oh, why don't you try this Open Farm Sunday approach? And we started off actually the first year, I think we had just over 200 farms. Now we regularly get around 400 farms opening up to welcome the public. There's about 10,000 people in the industry helping out. And each year we've been Um, welcoming over a quarter of a million people out onto farms so it's been really exciting and not to be outdone obviously by COVID we've had uh, online farm visits as well so people get a little bit more behind the scenes as well and it's it's kind of the ultimate show and tell because as an industry we've got a lot to be proud of and and we've indeed we've even had farms over, overseas taking part as well, which has been great because we, not only do we want to encourage people to have a long, lifelong love of farming and nature and the environment, but we want to encourage you know, new blood into the industry as well.
0: Well, well said, I'm just going to give you quickly my direct example. One of my best buddies um, has a 500 acre um, apple uh, farm down in Somerset. When you walk in his front door, um, I was very blessed to go down there for his uh, son's 18th birthday party. and As everyone came in, Um, He introduced that the the farm has been LEAF certified and also a a host of LEAF um, um, Open Farm uh, Sunday. And the the open farm events that they've run on that uh, farm have created so many positive spin-offs so that they have uh, urban schools coming out during the summer um, on the back of one of the teachers coming on one of the original um, open farm uh, Sundays. And all of the villages now connect with the farm and, and vice versa. And it was... Because the catalyst of Caroline and Leaf and the Open Farm Sunday. So if, you, if you're not aware of it, dial it up and uh, have, have a have a look. Right, Caroline, we, we must stop the editorial because you know I can talk, talk about Leaf all, all day. Oh, but yes. Fresh, fresh packed, fresh, fresh packed. Do, do you do you think it's going to work?
3: I, I do, and I think it's a it's a jolly good idea. I think they've started with the right topic. Obviously, David Attenborough was you know the big push for plastics. It's still high in the agenda for consumers um there's something like 12.5 million tons of plastic used within agriculture or just on the growing perspective and what is really scary is that we all eat about five grams of plastic a week that's the equivalent of eating a credit card a week so if you start looking at right where's that coming from some of that is obviously through water through seafood and things like that but actually you know, we have encaps- We use plastic within the encapsulation of seeds in some instances and things like that. So the waste associated and the challenge associated with plastic in agriculture is, is a big one. Uh, and uh, we're, we're obviously very excited by this. In fact, we do a series of things called Simply Sustainable Soil, Biodiversity, Biosecurity, Integrated Pest Management. And we've got a, a new one that'll be coming out in a few months time on plastics specifically Uh, and it's it is all down and I I liked you know hearing what Jim was just saying a few minutes ago it's you know don't make it too academic make sure that you know we're collaborating but for us and make it grounded and practical so it is from a farming point of view rather than potentially the pack has but the, the principles are the same Where am I using plastic? Could I use it better? Do I need to use it at all? Are there alternatives? What are the consequences of alternatives and things like that that are ultimately really critical in this? And, you know, the smart thing about technology is, as Simon's alluded to, is there is a huge heap of understanding how we use plants better to protect plants uh, through plastic alternatives and things like that. And Caroline, do you think it's possible
0: to break down the the, the thiefdoms, the rivalries, the competition that exists within the supply chain and the retail side to all come together to support the the likes of uh, Fresh Pact and and also Leaf. you're you're very commercially savvy, you're very retail savvy. Is is there a way, is there a magic dust that we can break down those barriers to get everyone to collaborate to make this this a, a success, do you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think there's so many working examples and I think the good thing is, it's having that, you know, the non-competitive edge, which is basically uh, we've got to reduce the amount of plastics that we are using. We've got to stop digging fossil fuel out of the ground. And, you know, the the sort of the principle, you know, it's an oil-based plastic that is the biggest of our challenges. And so, you know, I think all retailers, uh, all processors, and indeed, you know, all farmers recognize that that is the challenge and it's trying to overcome it, you know, and, and you know, it's a bit like sort of, well, do we then move into glass? Because Glass is not going to be a good wrap for, for cucumbers uh, unless pickled, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's then then you have weight or breakages or health risks. So it's always thinking about, yeah. you know, how do we look in this as a holistic approach and how do we really manage it effectively?
0: Yeah. Well say Caroline. Ian, can you come in? I'm I'm just going to quote someone. I'm going to be a bit rude. Um, So Tim O'Malley, CEO of Nationwide Produce, uh, brilliant business, 150 million pound turnover. Caroline, stay in. Caroline, stay in. I haven't finished with you yet and um, uh, 150 million pounds um, turnover. And when we had him on a recent broadcast, he said, um, Max, we're in our zeitgeist after the back of COVID. Everyone wants to buy fresh produce because they want to um, eat well, they want to be well. Uh, we're really sexy at the moment, Max. We've really got to uh, do, do better in the respect of getting more margin out of the retailers. It's a conversation for another time. But we've also got to do better sustainably. So it, it, I think if everyone is fully aware that we've got to mm. do it, but I suppose it's, it's just creating the solutions that are gonna be cost-effective and are gonna be able to be implemented within, within our supply chain. So Caroline, again, you're, you're positive that the lights are fresh packed. If we endorse it, if we collaborate with it, um, is a good route to go, Caroline.
3: Yes, oh, no, definitely. And I and I think, you know, hearing Simon describe it as well, it's it's recognizing that there are many different players um, within the whole solution and it's, it's trying to kind of work out who's best place you know any good collaboration is is understanding who's best place to lead on a particular issue who's best place to help support that and how can you get that common messaging and when you look at the challenge of the challenge against climate change in particular we've got to do this fast we've got to do it at scale and so it has to be through collaboration
0: yeah and and again there's a marketing term that i hear often why care and share Uh, we all care about the sector we all love this sector and we need to share we need to share this this change that we're all looking to create whether it be through leaf or whether it be through Fresh pack, we've got to collaborate and share. Caroline, thank you. Well, we'll bring you back in for the, for the for the QA. Um, Ian, I've got to start off with a with a really interesting one for you if it, if it's a, okay. Could you sort, could you predict, um, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago that there would be this this demand, this this revolution um towards changing uh, plastic within fresh produce. Could, could you already see that 10, 20 years ago? Uh,
4: definitely not um it's interesting isn't it because 40 years ago I was one of these guys who was putting the putting the plastics in the fossil fuel in taking away cellulose and glassine and paper all those things we had 40 years ago I was putting them in 40 years later I'm taking them all out and you know don't forget you know that is truly circular so it's 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 interesting how we talk about the circular economy and and plastics and everything else but it's evolving all the time. Everything's evolving all the time. Don't forget, we haven't even mentioned France yet, and the ban in France, you know. They've well actually done. banned every piece of plastic packaging under one and a half kilos. We haven't done that in the UK yet, and it's coming to Spain in uh, 18 months time, no a years time. Yeah. So, you know, there's some initiatives kicked off, but no, 20 years ago, definitely not, Max.
0: Okay. And and there's this, um, coming up with all my favorite terminologies today, there's so much profitability held up within the supply chain of of fresh produce is this just going to be let's get i I remember sitting it must be four years ago with a veg supplier up in my my neck of the woods where i am in east anglia and he had a discounter who wanted them to adopt wooden trays for putting parsnips in and it looked fantastic but it put the price up uh, for for the supplier um by by i think it's four or five times and then the discounter wasn't going to pay that the discount if anything they wanted um even cheaper product because it's going to because they were going to sell sell more just on on the nuts and bolts cost element of it do you, do you suppose it's, it's a bit like the conundrum of electric cars as to when's the right point to swap over from a well, combustion to but, an electric car when's the right point to swap over from packaging like the the cucumber example that we've used a number of times before to, to going loose um, and can you see that there is going to be a right time is and the technology is going to come along to be beneficial for the sector, so the sector can make money. Is that timing coming along?
4: Max, I'm doing this every day. I'm doing this every day across all products from pasta to produce. So wow. um, it's something we're working with every retailer. I'm still doing work with two retailers and, and, and brands as well. So we're doing it every day. So there's a massive, we've got another issue now. We've, we've got another issue because of all the moves that we've been making. Because the first thing you've got to do is make sure well, take the packaging out. Do you need the packaging in the first instance? That's the first thing. The yep. second thing is, do you uh, can you make that uh, recyclable? Because we you know we've got a, an infrastructure in our you know at the curbside going back to our um, collection systems and being able to reuse it again um, as something else. So recycling is absolutely critical in this. So the first thing you do is get it recycled. The next thing is, can it be recycled with a percentage of recyclable plastic in it? Because that's a tax that's coming along in a month's time, only a month's time. Wow. And then the next thing onto that is, can you go to alternative materials, like paper, like board, like algae, like seaweed, all these materials I'm working on, which are coming along to replace plastics because it, it's in my blood now to do the best thing for yeah. um, packaging to make sure we get the right materials around the right product. Yeah. But we've still got protection to go for. We're never going to compromise food safety. That's never going to happen. People still want shelf life, amazingly. You know, people want still shelf life because there's distribution and there's online. And what's happened with all the materials we're looking at is with online coming, with COVID coming, is there's not enough paper and board to go around. Yeah so yep. even though they've planted three trees for every one in the last 20 years we still haven't got enough board so there's some very interesting things going on and when we start talking about and it's bound to come up biodegradables and and, and compostables they're currently on a lot of red retailers red list why is that yeah it is it, because actually it makes a lot of sense to put compostables around <laughs> vegetables it makes a lot of sense But you know what we can't right now because they're on a red list why they're on a red list because we've no infrastructure for collecting these things at curbside and there's no infrastructure at our councils to industrial compost one or two people have got them Uh but generally we haven't got that curbside collection so i'm involved in every little nitty-gritty of making sure those materials are right the price is right the communication about those materials is right the shelf life's right the price is right and the availability so there's one hell of a lot to go, on. and that's without looking at the runnability in your in your farms, your factories, because you still want to run them at the same speed.
0: Yep, yep. So
4: here goes the big one. Why do we need fresh packs? So there's one hell of a lot of gaps still, an awful lot of gaps for fresh pack to get involved with. Compostables is just one I've picked on, you know, because... Um, you know, if we could get the retailers to, to have their own collection of co- you know compostable materials, bio materials, and then put them through the chain and go back into either anaerobic digestion and onto back onto the soil, that sort of makes a lot of sense. If we could do that, so things like Freshpack can have a look at that. They can absolutely make sure that they join all those dots up to make that infrastructure work, because that infrastructure isn't there at the moment. But I'm doing lots of testing in this area on an individual basis, so as a, as a team, as a, as a collaboration, a lot of people will have some answers towards this. Looks like Max is frozen. Sorry, we, we just... Slapped, we, we just...
0: Like slightly lossy, I think. Russia, Russia came online there. Just tweet with our well, with our internet. But you're back in the uh, back of the room. So, so did. So with the lights of fresh packed it's great that blue skies and the lights of your your involvement with blue skies um, with it is it not a bit frustrating that um industry that the packaging industry hasn't already created solutions um around this uh, why why haven't solutions already been created for, from from a naivety for myself please okay they, they have
4: honestly can i assure you there's one hell of a lot going on there's the change in the materials okay. so quickly where we used to have um two or three materials in a laminate to try and do protection. We've now built those into monomers or one material that can be recycled with barriers in for moisture and all those things. So the, there's a whole host of um, new materials that's come along that we're now using for produce and it's working really, really well, I'm pleased to say. So the packaging industry has responded including the plastic industry because when we first you know, launched no plastic in, you know even in Iceland, the, the plastic industry is in, a, in denial. They have reacted, they have moved on, they have brought new materials to market, and we've got a lot more coming. However, that's still fossil fuel. The other materials that we're going for, the algaes, the seaweeds, you know, the, the, the waste from mushrooms, the waste from banana skins, the waste from orange pith, all these things that we're all now investigating are gonna come along but they're not ready yet, some of these. So I, I would say the packaging industry has reacted, took a bit of kicking, but it's reacted really well. Okay,
0: and then using this car analogy, that's, uh, that the problem with electric cars is the battery life and, and the amount of energy that goes into actually making them, but there's so much development going on in that area that they think within five, ten years' time that, that will there'll be a solution created. Uh, is, there, is there a direct correlation there with, uh, with, with fresh produce and, and packaging? Packaging that would you be confident with the likes of Fresh Pack and all the other inver- innovation that's going on that there will be a solution to
4: this packaging issue um, in the medium to the long term? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's some of those solutions are here today. There's just a cost to them. Yeah, some are not here and they're coming, and a lot of development being worked. A lot of people talk about LCA's life cycle analysis, and a lot of the life cycle analysis are going on with these packaging formats to make sure they're absolutely viable. So there will be the choice there. We're in a bit of difficulty at the minute because we have got some shortage of materials around the world. And I am working on projects around the world. We have got some shortages. Labels is the latest one we've got an issue with. Um, but the, the interesting thing is they are coming and they're coming fast. And a lot of the things that the retailers are already doing is working towards that in a rapid way. And this collaboration you know, that we're talking about now is going to work to, to get that quicker, to move those on quicker.
0: Yeah. Okay. And, and then, just to uh, wrap up with yourself, Ian, um, I've I've got a couple of um, uh, younger individuals uh, who are British, um, but they're setting up a, a business in West Africa to to grow vegetables to export back into the UK um, and uh, and Europe. What would your advice be? Um, on on the packaging front that they're just starting out um if you were looking to advise them actually i should just introduce you anyway i'll do that after this behind the scenes but what would your advice be as to how they should start thinking now to creating this packaging
4: solution please well the beauty is you, there's a lot of options available to you and if you don't want fossil fuel you don't have to go down the fossil fuel route that was not available five years ago so, you know, there are there's lots of options available, but it will depend on how you're wrapping them, of course. It will depend if you need a modifi- modified atmospheric packaging for it. There's a lot of things that go into that thinking, but I'm pleased to say there's a lot available today that's going to give you the way to market.
0: Yeah, and Ian, there's always a positive from a negative, isn't there? With that the direct example, for them to be able to Approach potential customers and, and uh, uh, indicate that they've got a positive solution to the to the, the packaging element. They might eat, get picked up quicker, and they might be able to get more margin because of that difference that they can give to that that retailer, that customer, as to what lands in the shelf or what lands on a restaurant plate. Do you think? Yeah,
4: but as you say, if you if 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 there's anything in you today that cares about the world that we're in. We all, we want to make sure that these are really good solutions that are going to last a long time, and we're not going to use fossil fuel, and we're not going to waste things, and we're not going to have food waste. There's so many things that we're all trying to do. We're not going to use water as much. We're not going to use carbon. You know, all these things come into factor that gives you, um, you know, something to go on on all these products, and that's what I'm helping people do make those decisions.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, well done, Caroline Simon. Can you come in and just to endorse the the, the fact, everyone that some. We always forget that fresh produce is, we're growing healthy food, we're growing sunshine, it does uh, the consumer so, so much good with exercise and to, to eat fresh produce in comparison to some of the um, high laden uh, fat uh, fat fat and gross uh salty and gross foods that uh are uh, heavily branded and heavily marketed and make he- heavy margin for those uh for, for those food food companies whilst the fresh produce sector does good simon any initial comments um after we've just heard from jim caroline and ian please
1: well just just other than <clears throat> there's some really good points that have been made by um jim uh caroline and and ian so i've written down a big long list of uh uh, all the different points made, you know, whether from from Jim, where he's making good points about it not being too academic, that we don't set the the bar too high about cost benefit analysis. Some really really good points there, and some of the facts and figures that Caroline. Talked about in terms of the you know, 12.5 million tons of plastic in agriculture. I mean that's that's, that's shocking. And looking at what what where, what we need to be paying attention to uh, when looking for solutions. Looking at you know the impact in in water, in soil, in encapsulation of seeds, as Caroline says, and Ian making some really good points about. You know, recycling infrastructure. You know, a, a lot of these. You know, and, and actually, one one thing that really resonated uh, with me that uh, that Ian said that I think is relevant to, to to Fresh Pact is the fact that a lot of the solutions are already out there, um, or are just on the verge of of, of being sort of ready to be commercialised. And they're the kind of ideas that we're and solutions that we're we're, we're interested in to an extent because it's about joining the dots um, you know we, there's so many uh, there's we know what the challenge is and there's so many others like us that have got the same challenge how do we join the dots to find out where the solutions are that we just don't know about i mean there might be somebody just next door to me now who's got the answer right up their sleeves but how do we how do we join those dots and uh, i'd be interested to find out from um you know caroline in uh, who, who else should we be talking to? Uh, because that's going to be key to this in terms of collaboration.
0: Simon, thank you. Caroline, who else should Blue Skies be talking
3: to in reference to Fresh Pack, please? Well, I mean, obviously, the retails are critical. I think um, also, actually, the FAO and United oh, yeah. Nations are, are pretty key in this. Um, you know, many of the solutions, as you say, are probably out there, there are also some situations that are even worse. And, uh, you know, when you look at some of the really scary piles of plastic in some countries, you know, and and I, you sort of look in, in some of the, sort of the plastic picking that goes on in India and things like that, yeah. it is devastating it's devastating for them it's devastating obviously for the planet and and consequently everybody else so i guess i would imagine the fao would be a good one other retailers of course which i know you would would be thinking of anyway
0: yeah well, well done caroline because we mustn't forget that uh, last year was the um international year of fruit and veg Uh, vegetables um, as hosted by the United Nations and I think they're doing a wrap-up broadcast either it might even be today or or, um, early next week so Simon put that on your list if you need contacts for the United Nations or the FAO, we've had a number of their speakers on uh, this end. Well done, Caroline. So if you go from the top and influence to the top, we can then um, influence the um, um, it all, all the way down. But but then again, I suppose it's the consumer, isn't it? Everyone that, that if we can create societal change for the consumer, not wanting to buy or being very specific as to what fresh produce they buy. Um, because they've been educated as to the packaging that, that's on it. That, that's going, going to help. Um, Ian, what do you think, with your retail background, would, do you think we can influence the consumer um, to create that change as well as uh, the retailer or a or, um, political
4: organisations? Ian, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely we can. Um, the, the, the interesting thing is there's been quite a lot of surveys recently about the, um, that people will pay more money for yep. um, cleaner and more sustainable products. The reality is somewhat different yeah um, because we're all under a squeeze and we've got inflation and all these other things so that's been diluted i, I had exactly the same experience on produce that that um, we had earlier on where sales went down 30 percent when i got rid of all the plastics on it so yeah. you know there, there are lessons to be learned but the consumer um, tells you things so it's like everything you can't communicate enough with them and as a retailer i know that and and as a person now i even you know, go around a lot of people to ask how they're doing. I've just been to a refill station for Waitrose actually in, uh, in Cheltenham to see how the refill station was working. Cause that's a really good idea. And the more we refill, the better it is. So um, not everything can work that way, but every piece of plastic we get rid of every piece of packaging actually we get wrong is a good thing. Right. Yeah. So, you know, all these little things add up to big, big solutions. And it's amazing how they all come together. This, 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 you know, just going alone on this. I mean, I'm doing a lot of um, university lecturing to youngsters because i'll be you know i'll be in my grave (laughs) these people are our future so i'm saying to them you've got to come up with the goods of the future to make sure and talking to them i would say is invaluable to this because the npd people the new product development people coming through on ideas of what the next produce things what the next mix of fruit is etc they're the people who need the packaging to go around that to make sure we've got a sustainable future so we've got to train into the youngsters so i'm going to add university and, and new, N, new, new PD, NPD people into this. I'm also going to Excellent. add in the recyclers because we need to talk to them because we've got to turn this bad stuff into good stuff. And I'm also going to talk to about, uh, uh, which I know Simon's well aware of, the packaging suppliers, and it won't be the existing packaging suppliers. It will be new ones. Some of them are startups doing the most crazy things, but these crazy things are the things we need.
0: Yeah, well, well said. Well, so your list is getting ever longer, um, Caroline. I've just had a WhatsApp in, um, Car- Caroline. Uh, what's your view of government? Should we be having government involved to tax uh, plastics to create that change?
3: Um, potentially, but it gets very complicated when you start looking at taxes because I think um, you have to sectors, as Ian has so you know wonderfully articulated the Different ranges of plastics, and you then become in this situation where you're you don't know what you're taxing, and you yep. uh, it can be very difficult. And the real strength for driving fast across so many countries is ultimately going to be around ensuring that we collaborate and come up with practical solutions that kind of offer you know, 30. I don't know, 15 years ago, we wouldn't have had any packaging at all on cucumbers. Uh during COVID, there probably would have been a real challenge of also selling cucumbers because people think, oh gosh, you know, yeah. we've got diseases that we're touching, you know, yeah. somebody else has touched this. So, you know, there are huge complexities in this. So the more we can get practical solutions that actually work, the better it is. And I think it's not so much taxing is actually providing incentives and enabling legislation to support the right solutions rather than necessarily kind of always taxing the negative solutions, probably very controversial.
0: Well done Caroline, and and, uh, I'm going to keep on a roll with you because you're you're picking up all the political questions. Um, National food strategy, Um, does Caroline know whether the national food strategy had any elements of sustainable packaging um,
3: involved in it? Can you remember? I can't remember, but food waste was certainly addressed. So I would imagine from that point of view, it is. Uh, I know that there's going to be a response from governments at the end of April. Uh, I will certainly, I'm, I'm speaking at a conference then, so I'll be rereading it and uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll find out again then. Well, but but waste, of course, is, you know, is the biggie. Um,
0: Because it's the oddity wasn't of COP26. Who remembers Glasgow COP26, that there was no um, element of food on any of the of of the major um, agendas. Um, And you look at the amounts, as we discussed, the amount of food and the associated packaging that goes um, along with that. But I, I think everyone highlighted that within the sector that. There was nothing on that, but we're, we're talking about fresh packs so and what Blue Sky is looking to create and and the, and the positive difference that that leaf is looking to create. Anyway, so we just need to, to um, continue with that that mo- momentum. So so Ian, just coming back to yourself. So with with you turned um, gamekeeper turned poacher poacher, do keep gamekeeper. I always get it the wrong way around. So so you're positive with what you're seeing with the with the changes coming through from the packaging sector. With the changes that have been influenced by the lights and leaf and the the new introduction of fresh pack that you can see a positive future but we need to make some changes along the way
4: of course yeah and, and there's one other burning one i didn't mention in that little lot is that you know if do we need packaging really do we really need it that's the first question you ask and and the other thing is there's coatings coming along yes we have already seen coatings going on to avocados going on to cucumbers going on to other things which do preserve the product natural, no nasties in it. Yep. We have seen laser printing going onto the cucumber, onto the avocado, so you don't need a label. So these are the different thinking that's coming along. So no no label, no packaging, but you still get the shelf life, wow. Yeah. So this is where it's going. This is the exciting bits which you've got to get involved with on this. That's that's the first thing that came to me after I finished on my last spiel. So, as you can tell, I'm rather passionate about this. The next thing is, uh, there is so much more to go at um, with every supplier, because they're only scratching the surface right now. So, I am very confident, you know, if we talk to the academics, if we talk to the science labs, if we talk to the farmers, if we talk to the anaerobic digestion makers, that that, you know, for me, I, I, I can I, I went to, an, I went to this farm, I'll tell you this story because it's really important. I went to this farm and I said, why can I not put all my compost material and all this packaging into the anaerobic digester and just heat your farm up or, or put it up on the foil, fi- file, file uh, on the, sorry, on the soil. Yeah. And he said, um, oh, there's a few issues with that. Um, and here they are. But you know what? They're not, we, the, we can solve them we can solve them. And this sort of thing, by looking at every aspect of the issue, and that's just one example, I can give you lots more. There are lots of people coming together now to solve these issues. And I think uh, I'm pleased to say that this initiative is just gonna really throw a lot of fire, you know, sorry, oil on the fire to make sure this burns quicker because I am really confident that by one or two people talking to each other, there are solutions out there. Um, Ian just had a WhatsApp. We
0: love Ian's passion. He's brilliant. Well done, Ian. Um, and one for uh, for Denzel, for, for Simon. Simon, uh, we're really keen to be involved with uh, with Pact. What does
1: success look like for you for Fresh Pact in five years' time? I, I think, um, well, well, firstly, just going on what Ian was just saying, it's re- it is really exciting, uh, the, the, this space, in terms of the solutions that are out there. And I think we can't wait to get started from April with these calls for proposals when we go and and go and find them. So finding those solutions is is certainly what success looks like. But impact, of course, it's what we're calling the fresh produce impact hub, is what we're after. So whether it's plastics mitigation in terms of X tons of plastics uh, saved uh, or looking at the impact in terms of our, uh, our carbon footprint, because it's all related, you know, the impact on biodiversity, Um, These are all things that we're we're looking for. We're we're obviously looking uh, for a a steer in terms of um, which which aspects we should be taking into account when putting together these challenge briefs. Uh, So, you know, of course, health and safety, uh, biodiversity, carbon footprint, um, uh, as well as plastics mitigation are all things that we need to be taking into account. So having those impacts are what we're after in terms of success.
0: Fantastic, Caroline. Give give us your expertise. You've created the success that Leaf is today, and there's yet more to come, as uh, as as we as we all know. But what could you tell um, the the Blue Skies team, Fresh Pact, and all those people that want to collaborate with it? What have we all got to do from your learnings to make sure that Fresh Pact is successful, please?
3: Um, I guess uh, I mean surround yourself by positive, inspiring, and intelligent people. Uh, you know we do that both within the team and those people we work with as you know you say you listen to the the passion of Ian the passion of Simon and 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 indeed you know when you talk to the farmers that we work with they are committed to change and they don't say yeah we we've sorted this they're the ones who say yeah how do we make it better and for I think that's The real success has been, well, I mean, you know this, Denzel. in terms of uh, people at the end of the day, and they are what make it happen. And the passion of people who want to come up with solutions that are inclusive, are kind of achievable, practical, and are dynamic are absolutely key.
0: Excellent. Uh, Okay, so we're we're just coming to the witching hour. So it'd be good to just get a a summary from um, all of you, to. Where you think this, this area is is going? And, and, and again, to, to, to endorse this fact of, as to why we should be aligned to, to Fresh Pack. Ian, over to you. Where, where would you like, what does success look like for you? And, and why should we all be involved with Fresh packs, please?
4: Um, so, um, several reasons. Um, one is to get all those experts and that passion coming through, you know, through those experts to solve some of the issues we've got. Uh, we haven't got all the answers yet. Don't be frightened of failure. You know, failure is really important, you know, but just fail quick because not everything you test is going to work for shelf life or it may be price or it may be distribution or it may be for a retailer, but you've got to, the retailer's never going to knock you. Nobody's ever going to knock you for ideas. Yeah. So let's fail quickly, but you will fail. I mean, I've had some great examples. Cheese is one of them where, uh, you know, I've been working really hard on cheese, which has got some of the nastiest plastics already you've ever seen in your life. Um, and, you, and you've got to clean it up and I have cleaned it up. So did, okay. when I first went into it, was it going to happen? No, it wasn't it was going to take me 10 years. it took me two. Wow. So you know th- there are ways to get over these things if people come together and are committed to making it happen because you know you, you, you don't want, um, you don't want too many balls and chains behind you. you need to be going forward. So um, I am really confident the solutions are there. I'm really confident there's more coming. you're going to have more choices. But like everything, does it do the shelf life? Does it do the runnability of the machines? Will it um, will it be reused again, please, or recycled or downcycled at worst? What we don't want it to do is go in any landfill and we don't want to send it to Turkey. We mustn't do that.
3: Caroline. Again, yeah, I mean, good luck. Uh, I think, you know, you've got all the right ingredients and um, as Ian has said, you know, don't be frightened of, of failure because sometimes, yes, you're sort of, uh, everything can go flat, but actually it's the passion and the belief. And, yeah. uh, you know, I know what blue skies are like. And uh, one thing for certain is a huge amount of passion and and capability and, you know, a wonderful end product. So, those are the right ingredients for making something like this work effectively.
0: Excellent, and Caroline, quickly, uh, advert for for leaf. How do we find out about leaf? How do we find out more about leaf?
3: Please do go onto our website, uh, leaf.eco. We've just updated the eco being for economic as well as uh, the environment, ecology. Uh, So uh, yeah, find out, visit a leaf demonstration farm, engage with some of our leaf mark growers, and get involved. Thank you very much, Max. Okay. Excellent. Simon,
1: just wrap up for us. How do we find out more about Fresh Pact, please? Um, if you go to p's.org uh, then you can go there and find out more about it. You can register your interest if you want to take part and participate in some way or stay in touch with what's developing uh, the developments and, and some of the solutions that we're um, uh, we're finding uh, or any breakthroughs do do register there, and we'll we'll keep you up to date. And you know, we're exploring various different ways to allow people to participate, whether that's um, being part of the the, the consortium um, that we're we're building, um, or as associate members. Um, we're, we're really key to, as I say, join those dots and get the the right people involved, and to ensure that we are sharing the findings um, uh, with the wider industry, because this you know the fresh pact isn't for blue skies um <laughs> it's for everyone it's for the, the whole industry because you asked about before about you know uh, success what would make success of course it's having an impact but in order to have an impact it needs to be something which can be widely adopted and scaled across uh, up across the whole industry and multiple industries as well that's what we want to achieve
0: well done so everyone let's uh, join up with fresh pact and create that change a big thank you to to, to Jim, uh, to Caroline, and to Ian. Uh, Ian, we've just had a me- we just had a message in. There's a number of ladies from a very large grower organisation who've been watching, and they've, they've stated that uh, Ian, if that actually is your home, will you marry
4: them? <laughs> I don't think my wife would be very pleased about that one. And- oh, that's <laughs> just details. <laughs> <laughs>
0: everyone thank you very much for for your for your time we'll put all the links to, to Freshback to, to leaf and also um if you want to engage with with Ian he's obviously fantastic and knows what he knows within that sector so if you, you can either look out for him on the likes of LinkedIn or come to me direct and we'll make a, a formal introduction uh, to you uh Caroline thank you Ian thank you Simon thank you and Jim from afar thank you very much everyone thank, you. You, thank okay. you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you